Time to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli, and it's Match in Review. Forge FC, four three winners against Atletico Ottawa here at Tim Hortons Fields in Hamilton. The final whistle has gone. Players uh, greeting each other. Fans will be on the field soon. And what a match it was. In recent memory, I don't can't remember the last time I've seen a match uh, this bizarre um, in a lot of ways, but also really entertaining. And for Forge fans, well... Um, you end up on the, the right side of things. So it was a good day all around. Forge FC with a 4-3 win. Let's let us let us break this down here and just make sure we have all of our T's crossed and everything ready to go as this is a live broadcast, as you know. All right. So listen, coming into this, we knew there were some uh, struggles here from from a Forge FC side of things. Things not going well. The team not really scoring at the rate that we've been used to. And um, it just hasn't been the Forge team that we've come to expect. Uh, fortunately, things turned around in this one. And I, I've been saying it. This isn't like a I told you so thing. It's just I think we all kind of felt it, right? That eventually this team was going to break through. The floodgates were going to open, and there's going to be an offensive explosion of sorts. Now, they got a little bit of help, but it kind of balances because they haven't been getting much luck going into this one. So uh, let's go right to the beginning here. Forge FC comes out in their 4-3-3-3-5-2 kind of hybrid look with Borges, Taron Campbell, Pasillas up top, and down the middle. You had Becker, Sissoko, and Kane. Uh now, this, it, it was interesting, and I love this. Kadeem Kane finds himself in the lineup, a young player, coming off a really tough match against Vancouver last week, made a mistake that a, a lot of young players make. Let's let, you know, it is what it is. The confidence from the coaching staff to put him right back out there to get his second consecutive start speaks volumes, and he was good in this match. And, you know, when you show confidence in your players, it, it uh, you see it reflected in their performance a lot of the times. And that was the case with Kadeem Kane in this one. On the back line, you had Dominic Samuel, Mandrakar James, Malik, Olawabi Bellowu, and Rizart Rama. And the reason I called it a 4-3-3-3-5-2 kind of hybrid is, is because Rama kind of jumped up and joined the midfield when the when Forge was on the attack. So they kind of changed their look depending on uh, where possession was and Tristan Henry and goal. Ottawa with their 4-1-4-1, that uh, mid-slash-low block that they like to play. This formation was conducive to it, but I got to tell you, formations didn't... I mean, forget formations and game plans because those were thrown out the window very early in this one. Um. 7,000 fans, by the way, at Tim Hortons Field for this one on a Sunday. Great turnout. The crowd was hot, and they had plenty of reason to be hot in this one. 22 seconds in, 
we're still kind of awaiting the official word on this. Um, there's a very good chance it may have been the fastest goal in CPL history. At the very worst, though, it was the uh, the second fastest, uh, depending on where you you're looking. Because the the and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so first of all, Ottawa opens the scoring 22 seconds in. Gabriel Antonaro, Forge. To be frank, just I don't know. I don't want to say napping, but just way too easy. I mean, it was off a throw-in, a direct throw-in leading to a goal the way it did. Antonaro busting through two defenders. Sometimes it's just you wonder when a goal comes that early and that easy, you wonder if just players just weren't alert enough right off the hop. So an easy one, essentially, for Ottawa. I mean, good effort from Antonaro to bust through those two defenders, and the finish was there. So that was at the 22-second mark. The official fastest goal in CPL history, also from an Ottawa player, was 21 seconds in. Um, and the CPL guys up in the press box were doing a... They had both goals up and with stopwatches trying to get... It was about half a second late, this Ottawa one, from beating the original record. But regardless, 22 seconds in. Forge, who have just been fighting it, uh, just mentally... Trouble scoring, having gone three matches to this point without a goal. And um, at that point, you're wondering, wow, I mean, could this have been a worse start for Forge FC? The nice thing about that bad of a start at home against a team that's kind of fighting it, it's, it's a nice little kind of shot in the arm early on. It's early motivation, and it worked because I, I, I don't even... Bizarre is a way to describe the way this game opened, um, but a, a lot was going on. So this goes in three minutes later. Forge gets on the board. Ottawa, a lot of help from Ottawa, let's put it that way. So much so that it was an own goal from Ottawa. Uh, Neba Campbell tried to go back to his keeper, Nathan Ingham. Terrible pass, by the way. The keeper's going to look bad on this one. But when you're going back to your keeper, um, number one, you want to be sure. But okay, the ball that was delivered was a bouncer. I mean, just a terrible ball. Hopped over Ingham's foot into the goal. Thank you very much, Forge FC, after a disastrous start. Get on the board. Break that scoring slump. It snapped a 273-minute scoreless drought for forge fc so <laughs> like i said fighting it and so forge on the board a little bit of help but okay you take it at this point especially when luck hasn't been on your side and then open those gates taron campbell of all all the guys he's one that you really wanted to see break through in this one the league's all-time leading goal scorer again fighting it also i mean if you have the opportunity to watch Taron Campbell live, I don't know that there's a harder working forward. I, I mean, okay, I, I'm sure someone could make an argument for for him being as hard working as someone else, but just his work off the ball. I mean, he that that motor on Taron Campbell is like like nothing you've seen. He works so hard off the ball to give himself opportunities, and in this one, Taron Campbell gets on the board. Thank goodness. And by the way, he wasn't done for the day. But the 11-minute mark, it's Taron Campbell. 
The assist, a beautiful assist from Rubens Pasias. Also, a little bit of help from Ottawa, um, who was just awful, by the way, defensively in this one. Max Tiso gave it away, just blatant giveaway in his defensive third right to uh, Rubens Pasias, delivers to Taron Campbell, who had a wide-open goal, and he finishes it clinically. 2-1 Forge. And I, I was only laughing because you, you think about how much Forge has just been struggling with finding the back of the net despite all that work, the expected goals, the possession, the shots on target, all that stuff that just wasn't resulting in a goal. Here they are with two goals, both from Ottawa mistakes. And at that point, the score was 2-1. The expected goals in this one, virtually 0-0. It was like 0.32 for each team or something like that. So both teams with zero expected goals. Somehow we result, we had three goals right off the hop. Um, this is what the club needed. You just, you knew eventually it was going to come. And then Taron Gamble, not done. Puts Forge up 3-1. This one, a very pretty goal. No help from Ottawa on this one. Tristan Borges, another guy that, that that needs to get going, that wants to get going, that that's fighting it a bit, but putting all the work in, which means the results will eventually come, especially with a guy with that level of talent. Um, you know, maybe the most talented player in this league. Tristan Borges gets his first assist of the season, which is even weird to say. He flips the ball up to himself, uh, volleys it up to Taryn Campbell, clinical finish with his head. Gets up above everyone else, and Forge is up 3-1. Taron Campbell has two goals. Borges has his assist. Pasillas has an assist. Everyone's on the board. Crowd's loving it because of all the action that's happened early on. And it's tough to top that. So the rest of the half remains scoreless. We went into halftime. Halftime stats. Expected goals, 1.14 for Forge. Obviously helped by Ottawa a bit on those first two. Um, okay, helped a lot by Ottawa. So 1.14 expected goals for Forge. Ottawa 0.31. So Forge doing it defensively as well. Best defense is ball possession. And Forge had a lot of it. 67% in that first half. Shot attempts 9-3 to in favor of Forge. Shots on target 6-1 for Forge FC in that first half alone completed passes which this typically also kind of correlates with possession uh forge had almost three times the amount of passes forge completed two these are just completed passes 224 completed passes by forge fc in the first 45 87 from atletico ottawa that kind of told the story there coming to the second half ottawa makes a triple switch right off the hop and it, the half was going Forge's way. I mean, complete control. Not a, Ottawa not getting much done. It's exactly what you needed. You're up 3-1. Use your possession. Uh, do what you do best. And that's just control the flow, the pace, the possession of the game. However, sometimes it just takes one mishap, one miscue, one call that doesn't go your way. And that's exactly what happened. 64th minute, uh, the fans sure thought, Ford sure thought, that Ottawa got away with back-to-back -back fouls in a matter of seconds. No calls. Two Forge players on the turf. And uh, 
Ottawa takes advantage. They're up on the attack. All of it. They, and then this is this is what makes it even worse. Is a foul was called on Forge on the edge of the box right after those two missed calls. Forge with a call against them just outside the area. Free kick for Tiso, and it was a beauty. Curled it in to the near post. All of a sudden now, here for a club that is fighting it mentally, um, now that we know the result went Forge's way, we can look back at this and say, these are kind of the things you look at in a team. If, if you're a coach and you're trying to assess your club and where, where they are mentally, we know where Forge is from a you know talent perspective and what they can do. But the real test here was the mental one. So now it's 3-2. Things not going your way. Two missed calls. The team's hot. They're upset that they didn't get those calls. Coaches are obviously upset. A lot of screaming going on. Two minutes later, tempers flare. And this is where you start to question. Did that goal unravel and those two missed calls? All that, just all that combined. Plus, it was a really pretty goal from Tiso on top of that. Just a frustrating moment for Forge. So you wonder now how the team is going to respond. They did not respond well. Tempers flared two minutes later. Henry got knocked down. Um, I mean, it, 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 very clear. You know, he got body checked essentially um, by uh, it was it was Salter that just ran, just like chest out, knocked Henry over from behind. Dominic Samuel defending his goalkeeper. At this point, Salter standing inside the goal. Samuel gives him a little shove. Salter falls back into the netting. You know that's going to draw a crowd. The teams come together. Little, you're worried a little bit at that point. If we're going to start seeing some reds, uh, fortunately, no reds. Pair of yellows for Salter and Samuel. So we play on. Again, we're starting to question. At least I was, if I'm being honest. Is this where mentally things kind of unravel? Because these are not good signs after that second goal from Ottawa. Three minutes after the little kerfuffle inside the goal, uh, Forge makes some changes. Jensen and Poku in, Sissoko and Borges out. Forge now forced to defend, right? Things working against Forge, and now Ottawa has the momentum, and it's very clear because Forge is back on their heels. And they are defending. 72nd minute. Johnny DeSantos ties things up. Ottawa down 3-1. Draw level. 3-3. Defending way too soft. Um, they allowed Ottawa to break them down. So many soft spots. So much room. Uh, way too much space. DeSantos, with a, I mean, it was a nice finish. Regardless, we are tied. And... I'm I'm at this point I'm prepared to jump on the broadcast saying this team's fighting it. There's clearly a mental barrier here. And this was I, I, I had in my head, I'm like, okay, yes, there's clearly a little bit of uh, there's an issue here psychologically. And for just not able to respond well to Ottawa's push. And I was ready to say there's good signs. I had everything ready. You know, they, they scored a few more goals. They're working their way through it. They're almost all the way out of it. They earned a point, all these things. And then the script was just rolled up, thrown away. Thankfully, 
because in the 82nd minute, I just, this was vintage Forge FC. If you have an opportunity, because the highlights might not even do this goal justice, you need to watch the build that led to this goal. I had my eye on Kyle Becker off the ball. Forge was kind of working the ball with their back line, trying to find a space. And I'm looking at Becker, some dummy runs, kind of stops and starts, trying to get open. All of a sudden, he sees the ball go to Kadeem Kane. And Becker peels away from his man, gets himself into space, calls for the ball. Kane delivers it into the midfield. Becker, no-look flick behind him with his right foot. The ball finds itself to Poku on the left side, who just come on. And by the way, at this point, Jordan Hamilton was standing, ready to come in. So Taron Campbell was about to come off, and Hamilton was about to come in. Poku, though, beautiful lob in the air. He had Campbell and Paseas in the area. And Taron Campbell, I just want to point this out too. This is why you need to watch. If, if you can watch the highlight, great. If you have a chance to see the full play in the build. Taron Campbell has two goals. He's looking for a hat trick. The ball's in the air. And his eyes must have been wide open. Like this, here's my third goal. I mean, this is, this is a layup. He doesn't make an attempt on the ball. He acts as a decoy. He jumps, but he doesn't go for the ball. He jumps and he takes his man with him because he knows he has Paseas behind him. Selfless play from a guy who's been fighting it. Had two goals, could have had a hat trick. It, he could have been, that, that would have been the story. I mean, a Taron Campbell hat trick, selflessly, plays the decoy, takes a man with him, jumps in the air, but doesn't go for the ball, leaves it to Paseas behind him. And Paseas makes absolutely no mistake. Clinical finish inside the post. Now it's 4-3 for Forge. There was a push by Ottawa, but uh, Forge held strong. And that was the final, 4-3. If you were a Forge fan, this this result was a thing of beauty. Because think about what had to happen here. Team struggling to score, they score four times. A team battling it mentally, They blow a two-goal lead at home, a place that they have been struggling to get points in, right? Uncharacteristic of this team. Still, they found a way, the resiliency, um, you know, the tempers flaring, players sticking up for each other, calls not going their way. They fight through it. And by the way, Atletico Ottawa scored three goals in this match. Just as a reference point, coming into this match, all-time, Atletico Auto had scored three goals against Forge all time. And I have to pull up the official uh, record here because, it, I mean, it's been a dominant, I believe, Forge's 10 against Atletico Ottawa. Excuse me, 10, 1, and 2. All time, Forge's 10, 1, and 2 against Atletico Ottawa. In 13 matches against them, Ottawa had scored three goals total. They scored three just in this game. I mean, everything was trending toward us trying to find positives in Forge's game despite the results. But no, they battled through. Guys playing for each other, sticking up for each other. Tristan Borges gets on the board with an assist. Uh, Paseas on the board, a goal and an assist. Taron Campbell with two goals, two goals and a selfless play uh, that led to Paseas' goal. You know, Becker creating things. The, the architect, the maestro in the midfield, leading to that game winner. Kadeem Kane 
who started that playoff by passing to Becker, right? He had a tough moment in that last match against Vancouver, which could have totally just deflated him. The coaches could have lost faith in him, but he gets a start again and delivers. I mean, this was maybe, again, the result isn't going to say perfect effort or, or just, you know, incredible performance. But when you look at all the factors and the nuances in this, this was just a brilliant performance. This was the exact kind of game Forge needed to win going forward. And, you know, they improved their record now to 11, 1, and 2 against Atletico Ottawa all-time. They get a home win where they desperately needed it now because, again, they're on the road now. Friday, there's a 6 o'clock start um, in Halifax, and then they play, uh, I believe they're on the road again. Excuse me, this is a live broadcast, and my computer is loading. Um, but, okay, so we know, I believe Forge isn't home for another three weeks. So the couple of road matches in between, with Halifax being the next one, but they really needed this one, and they really needed to feel good about something, just anything, after that match against Vancouver not only do they can they feel good they can feel great about the way they won and the way they came together as a team thing of beauty I, I think this was the most perfect result Forge could have asked for and just to continue my thought from earlier uh yes so Vancouver uh excuse me they play Halifax on Friday on the road uh quick turnaround against uh York it almost looks like a mistake in the schedule because the games are so close together, but I, I guess it's accurate. So then they play uh, York on, oh, excuse me. That's why I'm looking at it wrong. There's a, <laughs> there's a week off. So Friday, the 30th at Halifax, July 9th, they will be at York. And then they come back home to play Vancouver um, on July, excuse me, Valor on July 15th. So they're going to be away for a few weeks. And they wanted a positive result at home. Looking at the standings now. The final in Hamilton. And some teams have caught up with their matches in hand. All of a sudden, you know, and this is the thing with this league, right? And we've we've talked about this before. This league, we can talk about points and matches in hand and all those things. When you're in an eight-team league, I mean, the table flips so frequently because everyone's playing each other so often that th these matches in hand, you, you get so many opportunities to play against the clubs you're chasing or trying to fend off. Um, so when it seemed like the sky was falling because of our expectation level, I mean, let's be fair, right? We're used to excellence, dominance, just championship play consistently. And we weren't getting those results from Forge FC and we've been spoiled. We have been. So, I think it, it's um, the sky is falling type stuff. It seemed like an overreaction, but also I get it. I mean, it's fair because it, it is a little worrisome when we see this team struggle. But after all that, after all that, you know, three losses in a row and hadn't, they didn't score in three games. They lost to the worst team in the league, 2 nothing. After all that, Forge gets three points against Ottawa. They are now in second place, <laughs> right? They're in second place. They have 19 points. They are two points up on York, uh, who is at 17. 
and their their level on matches. So after York came to Hamilton and really kind of played spoiler, uh, York hasn't won in three matches. So they're stuck on 17 points. Forge leapsfrog them. They have the same. They play the same amount of matches. Uh, they'll self defend off Calvary, who has a couple matches in hand. But regardless, uh, this team is in second place. So we can calm down now, right? We can breathe. We can we can enjoy the rest of our Sunday. We can go into the week feeling good, and then we can prepare for what is going to be a massive test against Halifax, who. Uh, they have two wins and a draw in their last three matches. They are very tough to play against. They always have been. They are very good at home. Probably, Forge fans, cover your ears, but I'm sorry. It's just the fact. It's the truth. Halifax, probably the most difficult place to play. Small stadium. They pack it all the time. It's loud. The fans are on top of you. Uh, it just is what it is. For an opposing team, it's probably the most intimidating stadium to play in as a visitor because of the elements you're dealing with. Um, so it's going to be a tough one. And this was the perfect match to be played by Forge heading into that battle on Friday in Halifax. So there it is. Whew, even I feel like I can take a, a breath now after, um, listen, it's been, it's been a difficult month or so. Um, so we're, we're feeling good now and the fans are feeling it. In fact, I can see them all. I can see the families on the pitch right in front of me at Tim Morton's field, having a great time, you know, players out there signing autographs. There is, sorry, my, I'm going to leave the camera view for a moment just to look down to the autograph area. And there are fans. I, I don't, is it for, or is it Taylor Swift? I can't tell the fans are flooded the tunnel <laughs> and, uh, there's a barrier between them and the players, but everyone's feeling good. Everyone's having a good time, and hopefully we can carry that feeling into Halifax on Friday. Speaking of Halifax on Friday, you will, of course, get a match day preview. Um, that's coming up. Also, Mackenzie, who's been killing it with her daily Forge content. Don't forget, if you are not subscribed to the Forge Audio Network podcast, I know there's, as upsetting as it is to have to... Look at my face. Um, I know we do we do video, right? I do video. But if you subscribe to our podcast, you get the full gamut of Forge content. Daily stuff from Mackenzie, who's fantastic. Uh, and you get you get my stuff in there too. You get the, the, the match day previews and the match interviews and all that good stuff. So keep it locked. Subscribe to Forge on YouTube. Turn on notifications so you know when we go live. And subscribe to the podcast to make sure you are up to date, fully up to date on Forge FC. Your final one more time, 4-3, Forge over Atletico Ottawa. We will talk to you very, very soon. This has been Match in Review with Anthony Arcioli on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.